When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome in. My name is Jay Zawoski. With me is Greg Boyson. And with us today from his home is Mario Tirabasi. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. We are very thrilled to have you with us today for our postseason award show. Yeah, uh, feeling feeling better than I did at the beginning of the week, that's for sure. But uh, still still at home. Uh, wish I could be there, but obviously uh, shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing <laughs> doing doing a lot better. Um, you you might you might hear it in uh, might hear it in my voice a little bit, but um, getting getting through it. And uh, yeah, just I'm just glad to be able to do something a little bit a little bit more normal and be on the show today. So good. Well, we're, we're glad you're with us and uh, hand out some hardware. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get right to it, man. This is a, you know, it's funny. We got to think of this. Uh, a lot of these things have require us to think positively on the Blackhawk season, which is something we haven't really done in a while, you know, uh, appropriate that we're in the radish garden today uh, to hand out our postseason awards. So we're going to do this uh, in a bit of a different way. So what we're going to do is, in the spirit of the NHL, we're going to hand out our, you know, our heart and our Selkie and our Vezina and our Norris and all those sort of things. And we're going to name them. We're going to rename each of these awards after Blackhawks luminaries, Blackhawks legends. So why don't we get right into it with the MVP award, which we have called the Makita Trophy. Very, very appropriately so. Uh, Greg, why don't you start us off with your pick for MVP? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I know. That's why I'm having you do it. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there's two guys to really pick from. Hmm. Maybe three. Okay. If, but he's going to get his own award later. All right. So this was a one-line team. Yes. Two of those guys were really, really good. Right. So I'm going to go with the guy that hasn't been here quite as long. I'm going to go Alex Dabrinkit. Where would this team have been without Alex Dabrinkit? Uh, 41 goals, career high, ties career high, 78 points. Yeah, Kane had more points, had more assists. Uh, Kane set up Dabrinkit a lot of those goals. But there was something a little extra that gives it, that's why I give it to Dabrinkit. Not just most, because he had the most goals. We saw as the season progressed, especially towards the end, we started to see those leadership qualities start to come out of him on the ice, not only defending himself, but defending other teammates, Mm -hmm. getting right in the middle of a pile, throwing a punch if he has to, not what you normally see out of elite goal scorers. 
especially undersized elite goal scorers. But he thinks he's six foot three sometimes when he's out there. That's not a bad thing. So you're seeing those leadership skills, and then you're seeing him off the ice too. Granted, he's still not 100% comfortable with the media sessions, but he's getting there. He's going to have to because he's going to get a whole lot yeah, more. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. But he's starting to say the things you want a potential captain to say. He's starting to say those things that maybe his teammates don't want to hear necessarily, but need to be said, not only behind closed doors, but in front of the cameras. So that's why I'm going to give him the most valuable player, not only because he had the most goals, um, but because he's he's forming into a mature leader that this team is going to need, especially over the next three, four seasons. Mario? Yeah, I think uh, Greg laid it out pretty well there. There's really only two guys that you can uh, – you can you can pick from. I knew someone was gonna was gonna go a, a different direction than than I was gonna go. So I went with Patrick Kane. Uh, I I think you know it, it's it's a damn shame that one of his best seasons that he had individually is just wasted on a team that had no shot of of doing anything uh, in the postseason this year. Um, he set uh, you know a, a third third highest point total in his career, uh, tied his career high in assists. Uh, he was. He, along with Alex Dabrinka, were basically the only two reasons uh, that you know Blackhawks fans could consistently tune into games and get something out of them. Now, he didn't show up every night, but on the nights that he did show up and he did, uh, you know, put in put in the the you know Patrick Kane like effort. Um, you know, he had I, I I I failed to look this up, but he had a ton of multi point games. Uh, this year that was just incredible to see um, the the just at his age and the amount of production he was able to 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 put together and still able to do on a team that really just was inept uh, for for most of if not all of the season Um, you know Patrick Kane was 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 leading the way to do to do anything offensively for this team so uh, I gave him the MVP uh, I, I was leaning a little bit towards maybe if, if Mark Andre Fleury had been on this team the entire year, I would have probably given it to him just because mm-hmm. of, I mean, look at what he's been able to do with a competent team in Minnesota, um, and and you look at what he's what he's doing there, what he did in Chicago, and you you have a much bigger appreciation um, for what he was able to do, and and kind of just, I mean, he really kept the team out of the cellar, which I mean, does it doesn't matter at this point, no, but. Yeah, I, I think I if he was if he would have ended up staying around the entire season, I probably would have given him my MVP. But uh, I gave it to Patrick Kane. But yeah, to to Greg's point, Alex Dabrinka, amazing season, and and the leadership qualities is is a big big part of it. Yeah, and that's that's what made my choice difficult as well because we have seen Alex Dabrinka take a step up in terms of all the other parts of his game. You know, not just the leadership, not just the scoring, but the you know, commitment to playing on all ends of the ice. Uh, you see him initiating contact, finishing checks. But I, I'm going to give it to Patrick Kane, too, who somehow is getting better as his career goes on. It's absolutely unbelievable um, thinking about where he was, you know, in the middle of the dynasty, that he's only gotten better and smarter and more effective since then. Um, 92 points in 78 games, uh, just an unreal season for him. And... Um, it could, it really could have gone either way for, for me, Kane and to it, it was a coin flip, but I can't imagine, and we might have to soon, maybe, uh, imagine what this team is like without Patrick Kane. And, uh, it's scary because he is the one constant. Cause even 
Debrinket has those spells where he'll go a few games without picking up any points. Patrick Kane, at the end of the night, you look up and he's got three points and you're like, what the hell? Another three-point <laughs> night? Like, ho-hum. Yeah. Just Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane things. And, uh, yeah, he's not the all-around player that Alex Debrinket is. He never will be. He's always been offense first, second, and third kind of for mm-hmm. Patrick, but he does it so, so damn I, well. I always kind of chuckle how slow he's all of a sudden becomes when it's time to get back <laughs> he's to the defensive zone. That way. As soon as the so puck goes quick in. when he has the yeah. puck, when it's time to go the other way, that, that invisible oh, panel comes oh, out of nowhere. Oh, the ice is melting. What's going on? But yeah, the, the, the awesome thing about Kane is that he flirted with a 100-point season, and there was a stretch of the year, I want to say it was like November, December, where he kind of had, you know, a handful of games in a row where he just wasn't putting up the points. And people started saying, hey, is Debrinket passing Kane as being this team's superstar? And then Patrick Kane went, yeah, nope, not right. Yeah, no. So he you know, read that and said no. He had like a two or three <laughs> week stretch there where we were kind of like, what's going on with Patrick Kane? He's not scoring goals. And then all of a sudden he said, ah, you know what, psych, I'm back. And uh, almost had 100 points. Listen, you can't go wrong with no, yeah, one I mean, of those guys. We, right, we could yeah. split this award in two and give it to each of them. I wouldn't have a problem with that. They were both phenomenal players on a dumpster fire of a hockey team. Yep, no doubt. <laughs> and as, as as Jay Serio says in the in the chat, Patrick Kane's not 100% either. I don't, and, and we can get into this in the offseason if it becomes more of a topic, but I don't know what, what the hell is is his injury really is there's really been i don't know if there's been a ton of detail about it but like can he not just like get it taken care of and be at 100 percent? like i don't under, I, I don't know if it's like a like if it's a rehab thing or a surgery thing i heard yeah, it was I like think a it's hip a, issue i don't know I'm, i think I'm, it's over a thousand games in the nhl thing and you just deal <laughs> with it like yeah i, I guess it's, it's getting to what 15 years in the league some points Things aren't going to work like they used to, and I don't think there's a magical operation that can make him 22 again. But that'd be Patrick, all right, yeah. And can we give that to Jonathan Taves, yeah. please? But, whatever I mean, that surgery is. But I mean, Patrick Kane <laughs> at, at you know uh, whatever age he is now, and at 85 percent, 90 percent is still a top 10 player in this league. So exactly, I'll take it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Drive secure in the chat says the cat reminds him of Martin St. Louis. Not a bad comparison. And uh, St. Louis, one of my all-time favorite players, dude. If if you're uh, if you're feeling feisty, Google Martin St. Louis legs, and just look <laughs> at his tree. Tr- they're like tree trunks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He, he weighs he weighs like a hundred and. 50 pounds and 146 of those pounds are in his calves. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's that it's un, unbelievable. So check that out. All right, our next award is uh the Blackhawks version of the uh of the Norris Trophy, which goes to best defenseman. We've named it fittingly the Keith Trophy. So let's hand out the Keith Trophy. The floor is yours, Greg Boyson. All right. Well, I mean, to me, there's no there's this is this was an easy one. It's got to go to Seth Jones. Say what you want. We've discussed it. I know January is going to start posting <laughs> in all caps right now. Yes, we know how you feel. Listen, we overpaid for him. Yes, the contract probably not ideal. We can't do anything about that. Right. He's here though. He was still the best yep. defenseman on this team, and it wasn't even close. Right. What he brings to this team, he's not. You know, he, he's not a, a headman. He's not, you know, he's not that top echelon of top five defensemen in the league, but he's in that next group. Top 10, top 15. He's in that next group. He is the Hawks' number one defenseman. He is a number one defenseman. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, 
the goals really weren't there. We, we probably wanted him to score some more goals. They talked about it all the, t- the time. Uh, only five goals, but a career-high 46 assists. So he still put up 51 points while uh, averaging um, 26 20, minutes, over yeah. 26 minutes a night. That's a lot. Uh, facing everybody's top line all night long. Yes, the plus minus was lousy. Eh. One of the worst in the league. That is a stat that I Overrated I, stat. I I don't follow because that's a team stat. You can make the right play and the goalie can still give up a juicy rebound, <clears throat> Kevin Lingan, and and and, <laughs> and have it thrown back in the net. And there's nothing you could do about that. Yeah. You, yes, there were a lot of plays where he was out of position. There were a lot of plays where he turned a puck over and it led to a goal against. But on a team that has no idea what they're doing defensively on most nights, he did a pretty darn good job. So he was the best defenseman on this team. Uh, both All three zones, I think next year, um, you know, things won't be so chaotic. Things they'll, he, He'll know who his coach is coming in, and that coach will probably stay here the whole year. There won't be a GM switch. There won't be an off-ice. He won't have to answer questions about an off-ice scandal that he wasn't even in the league for when it happened. Um, so hopefully a, a fresh start after the off season and we get an even better Seth Jones and a guy that another guy that this team's going to have to look to, uh, as far as veteran leadership the next couple of years, he's not going anywhere. We can say, what if they trade? No, no, he's not going anywhere. He's going to become a leader on this team. You got to have to embrace it because it is what it is. I, I ask, I implore Hawks fans to not judge a, a player based on what was given up to acquire him. Seth Jones had nothing to do with what yeah, Sam Bowman gave up. His to contract him. is not his fault. What was and he supposed to say? Oh, no, no. No, that's, that's too much, too much for money. Me. I, don't I want all of you at your job. <laughs> Next time so your boss comes up to you and says, hey, how about this really ridiculous raise? Go, nope, I'm not worth that. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, uh, Mario, go ahead. We'll have the Seth Jones discussion <laughs> when we are done handing the award to Seth Jones. Yeah, I, on a on a team on a team that had uh, such terrible defense all season, um, he was he was the most effective of the least effective part of the team, I guess. Um, yeah, it's 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 Seth Jones. You're not going to give it to anybody else. Um, I don't know. Maybe you make a case for Connor Murphy, but probably not. It's the the, the production that that Jones. Uh, brought to the team the amount of time he played the situations he played like you like you like you said Greg he is the the team's number one defenseman he is a number one defenseman in the NHL um and yeah the the haul that the Blackhawks gave up for him is too much was too much the money that he's going to be paid is too much I you know we we talked about it uh you know off the show and everything um you know he Seth Jones could have won the Norris this season and his contract would have still been the extensionist would have still been too much uh, for for what he's actually going to be over. Well, theoretically, what he's going to be over the time of that extension. Um, but I think this season, what he came into was a team that was supposed to flirt with the playoffs. And then everything, everything that was supposed to go right for that to happen went wrong. And the worst possible outcome that that he could have foreseen coming to Chicago happened. So now he's he's in a situation that I don't think he expected to be in when he came from Columbus to Chicago, uh, but he's making the most of it. And I think he, you know, you, you look, he, the start of the season, he was pretty poor and we were all think the whole team was, and we were all thinking, oh crap, like we got, we got bad Seth Jones and now he's going to have a bad season and go into a bad contract, but he improved over the year. And I think yes, it just kind of, 
took a lot of settling into the team. And like you said, like going through the coaching change and the GM change and all the off ice stuff. Um, I think he did finally settle in a little bit. Obviously the goal production wasn't where uh, fans expected him, where the team expected him to be, where even he expected to be. Um, but I think he, he had the best season of a defenseman on this team and hopefully he can improve upon that and we can get some more. If we can get another season like this out of Seth Jones going forward, I think that that's better because you can, that'll be good because then you can hope that the defense behind him will improve as well and things can get better for the team. Yeah. I don't think Seth Jones is going to finish his career with a 2.6% shooting percentage. I doubt right? that. Like that no. I mean, he had more shots on goal than Dylan Strom, which says something. Jones had 194 shots on goal, 2.6% shooting percentage. That's that's crazy. That that is horrible, horrible luck. That is that is the, the textbook definition of snake bitten. Yes, absolutely. And Mario, you're right. And obviously I'm giving my award to Seth Jones too. Um to start the season, he was bad. But he's coming into a situation that Derek King described as fragile and broken. Uh, coming into a team with a trash defensive system, learning it from scratch, learning his teammates from scratch. And I also think there was a part of him that was saying, I'm making all this money. They gave up all this stuff to get me. I need to be the guy who saves this team and makes it better. And you don't, he's, he wasn't playing his game to start the season. Once he settled in, once he figured things out, once things overall calmed down on the team, he was much better and highly effective. Is he a perfect defenseman? No, he's not. Name me he's one, not. though. Nicholas Lidstrom. Well, he's not in the league. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there are no there are no perfect defense. Look, Duncan Keith, the person we're naming this award after, the probably the best defenseman in franchise history, had moments in games where you'd awesome. slap your forehead all the time. I used to clear but, some nights I used to call him Drunken Keith because you're like, what are you right, doing? But right when there? it but when a guy plays twenty six minutes a night, night after night after night when their job is to stop the best hockey players in the world, there are going to be moments that don't look great and don't look perfect. I'm telling you, if contracts aside, right, every team in this league would love to have Seth Jones on it. Some can afford to, some can't. Some are willing to give up prospects to do so. But if you said, hey, salary cap zero, would you take Seth Jones on this team? 100% of them would say Hell yes, where do I sign? He is a top 10, top 15 defenseman in this league. And it that's a fact. He can play, he can score, he can defend, he's physical, he's fast, he is the total package. No, he is not a perfect defender. He's not. That player does not exist. Again, we'll reiterate again. Gave up too much for him, pay him probably a million bucks too much. It's all been done. The person who did that is gone. So now why not just enjoy the fact that you have a top 10, top 15 defenseman on your team? I mean, <laughs> and just watch the guy play in a, in, a, in a team that's really going to be bad these next couple of seasons. And, and a lot of it by design, uh, he will probably provide one of the few bright spots over the next couple of seasons right. by some of the plays he'll be able to make and just, you know, forget, uh, just forget the contract. We can't do anything. It's not our money anyway. I never understand the fans that get oh, so crazy about, it. I can't believe you're giving them that money. You're not giving them that money. It's not your money. Forget the forget the cap hit. The cap hit right now doesn't matter. Right. It probably will in it a will few eventually, years. It's going to eventually screw them. But in a few years, though, it's also not going to feel as bad. No. 
uh, yeah, cap, salary, the salary just cap go will, up. Well, I mean, the salary yeah. cap is is going to increase. I think it's what twenty twenty five is like the next like big jump when I, there's some sort of. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass, but it, there, I think it's 2025 where there's like a, a major jump is like yeah, expected to happen. Everybody freaked out about the, the, the salary cap hit Duncan Keith had or when Corey Crawford signed his contract. And by the time that that contract was midway through, it's it looked like a bargain because the, yeah. the market changes year by year. And as the salary cap goes up, already look at some of this. He already said there's already guys making just as much, if not more than him that got signed afterwards. So just... Stop worrying about the contracts right now. That's my advice. Just there's so many other things that are more important to this team heading into the next season than Seth Jones' yeah. salary cap. Pick. The Hawks are terrible and have no good players aside from a few. Let's not tear each other apart over the ones that are good. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right. Let's that get works. to the uh, rookie of the year, which we have named uh, the our Temi Panarin Trophy. It's painful. Just still brings pain every time we talk about our Tommy Panarin. Um, but uh, Greg, we'll start with you as always. We go alphabetically by last name. Okay, this is um, this was a this tough was award because there were a lot of first year players. A lot yeah. of them kind of part time players. I don't think with how many rookies really played the full season. A handful, but not not many. I'm going to go with a guy that only played 15 games, but I'm going to give him the award because of the progression he made and kind of almost coming out of nowhere. I'm giving this award to defenseman Alec Regula. Uh, as I mentioned, 15 games. He had just the one goal, but he averaged nearly 18 minutes of ice time. And for a rookie, that's big. And he showed that he belonged uh, and he improved as the season. He became, at those last 10 games of the season, he was one of the best defensemen on the ice, night in, night out. Uh, I know I just said I don't really care about plus minus, but he was a minus one. Yeah. And I think that's in 15 games playing for this really bad defensive team, only being on the ice for one more goal against and one more than goals for, that's kind of impressive. That is impressive. So, no doubt. Obviously, if he had played the full season, I seriously doubt he would have been a minus one. But small sample size, but I really liked what he's saying. So out of the, all the first-year players, even just a small sample size, he impressed me the most. Mario? Yeah, I wanted to – I got the salary cap number here. Uh, this is <laughs> – uh, the NHL reiterated today that the projection of $1 billion debt held by the players it will be repaid to owners by the end of the 2024-25 season. If that projection holds, the 2025 offseason is the first year the salary cap could – rise significantly so i that's that's where i came from with that yes the panarin trophy um yeah i i think looking at the the rookies and and the first year players that came in um there wasn't really anyone that like stuck in the roster for a full season that was like that impactful um i like the regula pick i'm gonna go with lucas reichel though he was the 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 top rookie that everyone had on their minds this year um, whether it was for his performance or burning his contract or all the other, um, you know, storylines that, that came about with him. Um, he looked fine at the NHL level. He, he was able to, you know, get his first points uh, on the year. And I think, you know, the future, the immediate future focuses on him, um, him developing into a top six player, him developing into hopefully a cornerstone of, the rebuild and, and a player that the Blackhawks can can use in the next few years to uh, you know mark one market the team market 
you know, part of the, the young core, uh, the next young core of players coming up. Um, but also too, it, you know, you look at what he did in Rockford this year as, as, as an AHL rookie set the, the team record for points. Um, I think also the team record for rookie goals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, he's, he's a focal point of the team right now as they go into the, uh, into the playoffs. Um, got a, got a, the, the opening goal of the playoffs in game one last night, which was great to see. So, um, on a team that didn't really have a, a standout end to end rookie, um, I'm going to go with the one that was the most talked about. All right. I'm going to agree with Greg on this one. I'm going to give it to Alec Regula as well. Uh, Reichel, great argument, just not enough of a sample size at the NHL level. Um, look, he is the most important. I think between him and Kirby Doc, their their development is the most important thing to this franchise, but such a sm- small sample size. Uh, for all the reasons you said, Greg, Regula was really impressive. And a guy who, when they traded for him, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a piece, and then kind of didn't really work his way in right away. Uh, finally got a chance to contribute at a regular basis this year, and uh, I was impressed by what he had, so I'm giving it to Alec Regula as well. I think uh, he, I was, I was just impressed overall with, how he came in and took on big minutes right away and um, and looked the part, looked the place, and you saw starting to feel himself offensively a little bit. You know, taking the puck from the neutral zone, skating over the blue line into the offensive zone, creating offense on his own. And when you see a young player doing that, with co- not only with confidence but with success, that's a really good sign. And I think when the Hawks look at what they do have that they can look at, project three, four years down the road, I think Alec Regula is one of the people – that uh, you can point to as one of those one of those players. So that's good. You need more like that. I think a lot of the Hawks defensive prospects still remain question marks, even if there's a lot that you like about them. Um, I think probably Regula is still a bit of a question mark, but just from what we've seen in limited sample size, he's the one who seems to be the most fully NHL ready for a full 82 next year, and I, I hope that's what happens uh, as next season begins. Hey, the best way... To support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit, and you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our awesome web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. I've got one of mine on right now. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build your perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite favorite bets anytime during the game, not your favorite pets. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, online sign-up is available right now. So pick up your phone, download the PointsBet app, enter that promo code CHGO, start to finish, you are good to go. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Our next award is for the goalie of the year. The Vezina Trophy is what the NHL calls it. We're going to call it the Tony Esposito Trophy. Greg, this one is, hold on, this one is very mysterious. Mm. Um, Could go to a number of folks. Yeah, no, this is uh, this will probably be the shortest segment uh, here. <laughs> you think? It's Marc-Andre Fleury because is, yes. he was the only 
NHL caliber goalie we saw in net all season. <laughs> yeah. Um, what he was able to accomplish here was nothing short of remarkable to when after he was gone and you saw what happened afterwards. Um, you know, he, he got off to a rough start. October wasn't pretty for him. I think you saw a lot of frustration, but again, a lot of the same things that we said about Seth Jones, new team supposed to contend, just all the craziness going on. You know, it's going to get to these guys. And, and then he settled in and, uh, you know, he, he had uh, 19 wins, finished his, his Blackhawk stint with a uh, 2.95 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. And when you consider all the high danger chances he faced, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. So Marc-Andre Fleury, everybody loves him. Great guy. Played great while he was here. Maybe we'll get us a first round pick. So, you know, we got him for nothing. No offense to Michael Hackerainen, wherever you may be. Um, so, you know, uh, easy choice. Yep. Mario, I'm assuming you're agreeing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there, there's really no other choice. It, it was Marc-Andre Fleury. Like I said, like Greg said, and I said before, you, you know, you look at what he was, what he did with the, the what he's done with the, the wild so far and, and what he did with the Blackhawks it makes you just appreciate what he was actually able to accomplish and, and kept the Blackhawks in some of these games that they had no business being in. So yeah, it's, it was, it was flurry um, sold, sold a lot of jerseys and uh, you know, good for him. Hope he enjoyed his time in Chicago. Um, you know, when he, when he got to the wild, he was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play more than, more than one season maybe, next year. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like, Hockey's fun yeah. again. Weird. It's, it's, <laughs> I enjoy it's, the it's hockeys. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting what winning can do uh, to a, uh, to a person's uh, uh, future outlook. So yeah, he, he was the best, uh, best one that they had this year. And um, I don't expect him to come back to Chicago anytime soon. Yep, and uh, January brings up a good point. 500th win of his career recorded in Chicago. I feel like the Hawks have had a lot of those, like, guys who are stars elsewhere accomplishing feats in Chicago. I know Peter Bondra yeah. scored his 500th goal as a Hawk. I'm sure. Like, there's been a bunch of those, Well, that's because, like. you know, they have a long tradition of, let's get guys that used to be good so we can <laughs> yeah. sell tickets. You know, Doug right. Gilmore and Wendell Clark. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Did it, Paul didn't, Chris Kunitz, didn't Chris Kunitz get a... Get a, was it, a, was it a game milestone? I think maybe in his thousandth game with the Hawks, like his second game with the Blackhawks was his 1,000th in yeah, the NHL something or like something that, strange yeah. like that. Yeah. This sounds like a fun off-season topic. Yeah. <laughs> Non-Chicago <laughs> legends. Yeah. Uh, Mundane Blackhawk achievements. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Last uh, of the official trophies, uh, the Blackhawks version of the Selkie Trophy. We're calling it the Larmer Trophy, uh, very fittingly. Somebody was asking, where's the Larmer Trophy? Not for the Calder, but here for the best defensive forward yes. because Steve Larmer. I, I almost wanted to call this the uh, the Hosa Trophy, but Steve Larmer mm. actually won a Selkie. Yeah, and Hosa's so. getting his number retired, so Steve Larmer needs something. Yes, I love yeah, Steve Larmer, my all-time favorite Blackhawk. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that did not finish this season. I mean, here we are trying to give an award for really good defensive play on one of the worst <laughs> defensive teams I've seen in a long time. Uh, but I'm going to give it to a guy that uh, got to watch some playoff hockey, at least from the press box the, the other night. Ryan Carpenter okay. was my best defensive forward this season. Uh, he played. He started over 76% of his uh, shifts in the defensive zone. He was one of those guys that was, you know, so three out of every four times he stepped out on the ice when he was with the Hawks, 
He headed to the defensive zone. Obviously, it was who Derek King trusted with those shifts. Yep. And for good reason. He still finished with a, a 45.4 Corsi 4 percentage. So that's considering three quarters of your time is in the defensive zone and you still, you know, uh, okay at, at uh, as far as shots attempt for versus shots attempt guess against. Uh, but Carpenter was the guy. Penalty kill, fourth line shift. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised that, you know, the Flames haven't played him as much as they, I mean, they have yeah. a lot of talented players. He's not going to score a ton of goals for you, but for the playoffs, he's the type of guy you want on your team. But uh, so Ryan Carpenter is my Larmer trophy winner. Mario. Uh, I'm going to go with Sam Lafferty. I, I, I love that the Blackhawks are bringing him back. I think, you know, his, his, his effort and his his, uh, his his work ethic in the defensive zone is is fantastic. I think you know he's at, he had a number of uh, opportunities this year shorthanded that uh, would have been great if he was able to finish them. But um, yeah, I, I think you know he's he's the kind of player that the Blackhawks need at both ends of the ice to to drive uh, you know drive offense, but also you know work hard and 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 work to get the puck back uh, defensively. So. I went with Sam Lafferty. I, I really, you know, kind of fell in love with his with his game and his his speed and his effort. Um, is a fantastic player for the for the team to have uh, during the rebuild and a player that a lot of young guys can can look to to be like, hey, if if you want to make it in this league, look to a player like Sam Lafferty because you know he doesn't take a shift off and he's he's a guy that you know plays plays every shift at a hundred percent. Uh, whether it's you know charging you know offensively on the rush, uh, or or getting back on on defense and and trying to uh, win a puck back, win a puck battle, get into the corners, things like that. So I went with Sam Lafferty on this one. If he could just get rid of the Victor Stahlbergs this off season, he might be a really really effective player. That would be. It'd be great. Side note, Sam Lafferty, along with Seth and Caleb Jones, all going to play for Team USA yes. at the IIHF World Championships. So some Blackhawk. We'll be playing this spring after all. All right. Good for Sam Lafferty. Good opportunity for him. Definitely. Uh, both really good picks from you guys. Uh, this one was not easy. And when I started thinking about how I want to award this, my thought was if the Hawks somehow have a lead at the end of the game and they're up one, who do I want on the ice protecting that lead? And despite a down year for this player, to me, it's still Jonathan Taves. He's probably going to win you a faceoff. He's probably going to make the right play defensively. He still is one of the smartest hockey players out there. So I think sometimes his body lets him down. But I think when it truly matters, defending a lead in a playoff situation, if that ever happens again with him on this team, um, that's still the guy I trust the most to be out there to prevent the other team from scoring. So I'm going to give the Steve Larmer Award to Jonathan Taves. We almost called this the Taves Award, but I figured someone might vote for him. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm going to go. All right, so we're going to do two more here. We're going to do uh, the most improved and the most disappointing, starting with most improved. Greg? Uh, I got to give it to Dylan Strom. I mean, he uh, he literally went from not having a spot on this roster in training camp to scoring a career-high 22 goals, 48 points. The guy, man, consummate pro the entire season. Went through hell those first couple of months, yep. but you never heard him complain. He was asked to be better away from the puck, and he became better away from the puck, and that was what got him more playing time. The improvements he made at the faceoff, 
circle were amazing. It gives you hope for a guy like Kirby Doc one day. Can it, maybe it clicks. Dylan Strom has never been a great faceoff person, and he was the second best at times, the best faceoff man on this team, even better than Jonathan Taves for stretches. So he made major improvements from where he was on opening night to where he was on the final night. Completely different player. So for me, this was an easy choice. Mario. Yeah, I, I also went with Dylan Strom. Um, I, I think you, you, when you go from uh, being in a position where you're getting scratched and you're being forced into bottom six, you know, checking line center, you know, center position, which is not his game, uh, to a, a guy who was driving the offense along with uh, Alex Tabrinkit and Patrick Kane. Um, yeah, it's it's clearly Dylan Strom. Um, one one guy that I think would would also be interesting to pick would be Alex Vlasic, uh, just because in a small sample size he came he came to the team and Derek King said this he cannot he cannot play in the NHL right now he's not ready not at all to and at the end of the season he's playing 15 16 17 minutes and he's playing on a on a top pair uh, role with Seth Jones so I mean that and 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 to see the improvement he made in a short sample size that was pretty impressive so um, but yeah I, I I'm still gonna go with uh, with Dylan Strom. Um, we'll see what happens with him in the off season, but, uh, from, from start to finish this year, uh, a completely different player and, and just the way he was utilized made it, made a huge difference. Yeah. We're all agreed on Dylan Strome for the same reasons. Good call on Vlasic though, Mario. Um, that stuck with me when Derek King was like, Hey, why is Alex Vlasic here, but not playing? Oh, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, terrific. <laughs> maybe that I'm sure a lot of that was to motivate him. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it good, it good worked. Plan, yeah. But I mean, it, it is a big jump. And uh, man, but that was just, you know, Derek King being at, at his most. I was like, yeah, he's just not ready to play in the NHL yet. Like, whoo. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he came out and really made a jump. But uh, Dylan Strom, for all the reasons stated, definitely deserves it because uh, you're right. Like, mentally, that's got to be tough to go through. And he's thinking, like, this effing coach doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Right. <laughs> and you know, the players are like, dude, you're fine. Just. Stick with it. We know he's going to get fired eventually. We're trying like, our damnedest <laughs> to get this clown fired. <laughs> right. We got yes. this. Just try to stick it out. But, like, oh, man, it's got to – I always think back to, like, we always talk about when Cowan came in and Duncan Keith, like, wouldn't even look at him in the locker room. Um, you know, even a guy like Strom was like, I know I'm better. I'm not playing great, but I'm playing better than scratched. Yeah, Give me a right. break. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, he's most improved. Now, let's let's move on to most disappointing. And, boy, yeah. we've got several candidates. Yes. Yeah, this one was hard. This one was, this this was one probably was, the hardest one. Yeah, I was I was like, I don't know who to who to pick. Because you can basically give me the uh, – you can put the roster up on the wall right here. I'll throw a dart, and whoever <laughs> yeah, it hits seriously. goes, yeah, I, he could win this award. In order to – to me, in order to be disappointed, you had to have some expectations. Good point. Right. You have to have high expectations for in order to be disappointed. So that scratched Kirby Doc off my list. So I know a lot of people want to say disappointed. I didn't have much expectations for him based okay. on what we saw. So he really didn't disappoint me because I kind of accepted the fact that he's not going to be that star player. He may still be a very good player. He's never going to be a star in my eyes. So he didn't disappoint I, me. I, I had the, I had the same thought with Kirby Doc, but I I had expectations for him. But I think the the way the reason that he kind of got scratched off on my list was that away from the puck, the way that he improved and you know he wasn't on the score sheet. I think that was kind of took it out of the disappointing part for me because yeah yeah so it wasn't he, finished, he wasn't he great strong he yeah he wasn't he wasn't great this year, 
but there were players that fell way flatter than he did. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't great this year, but I didn't expect him to be great, so he didn't disappoint me. Right. Uh, one guy I had higher expectations for, and I foolishly, on my former uh, show, picked this guy to lead the Blackhawks in goals this year. Uh, Dominic Kubelik is the most disappointing Blackhawk for me. Former 30-goal scorer. I thought, you know, Kane and, and, and Debrinkit, they'll, they'll take goals away from each other, and then here come Kubelik on the Taves line. Taves is going to be back. They had magic in, uh, you know, a couple of years ago together, and he, he can score 30, 35 goals this year, and that made me look like the dumbest guy uh, on the internet. Not the first time that's ever happened, and I guarantee you it won't be the last time, but thanks, Mr. Kubelik, for making me look like a complete blithering idiot. Uh, only 15 goals, 31 points. This was a guy that just, he just looked lost, looked frustrated, looked no confidence to, I will give him some credit, he is my most disappointed player, but those last five, six, seven games, he played really well. Yeah. Uh, when he got on that line with Jonathan Taves and Tyler Johnson, those three clicked. So maybe, you know, I don't – I would be shocked if Dominic Kubelik is back next year, but at least if he is, you can kind of say, all right, if Jonathan Taves is here, I fully expect Tyler Johnson to be here. At least you know, hey, that's a guy he had some chemistry with. Let's start the season with that as our second line, and we'll see what happens. Yep. But I don't think he's going to be back. But Dominic Kubelik, you you disappointed me. You You, you broke my heart. <laughs> yes i also went with dominic kubalik i i really thought having jonathan taze back uh with kubalik would would um reignite a little bit of what we saw in in his rookie season in that 30 goal season um i i i was hoping that what we saw last season on dominic kubalik was just uh you know was a blip kind of like what we saw with alex debrinket uh when he had a little bit of a fall off it was like well that's that's not actually the real alex debrinket the real alex debrinket is a 30 40 goal scorer I thought what we were going to see with Kubelik this year was uh, him back to a form where he was scoring 25, 30 goals. Um, and he just, he was just invisible way too often, yeah, way too often for the, for the kind of player that uh, I think a lot of people expected him to be. And yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's cases to be made. Like, yeah, you could say Jonathan Taze is, is disappointing, but I, I, I think a lot of the expectation, higher expectations people had of him were more out of hope and not actual like, expectation given what he was coming back from after missing an entire season um and yeah I, there was there was a lot of disappointment on this team but I, I think the the one that was clearly like fell fell short of even the slightest expectations was Kubalik. and like you said greg I, I would be shocked if he's back um unless there um, unless there's some some scenario in which he you know he hits the open market and is getting nothing that he expected that he's going to get and chicago says hey come back at like i don't know two million on a one-year deal or something i, I don't know we can speculate contracts or whatnot but I, I would be very 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 shocked if he was back with chicago all right i'm going to go a little bit off the board here and i was deciding between kirby doc and a couple other players um i, I settled on kevin lankinen who last year we yeah. thought maybe we had um, a borderline starting goalie on our hands and, you know, things happen with Marc-Andre Fleury and you say, okay, well, this guy's available. Let's make it happen. Uh, then when Lincoln was given the reins, he absolutely failed. He absolutely failed at the challenge. And look, you can make all the excuses you want, bad defense, yada, 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 all true, brutal, brutal season for uh, him. And uh, when he had this chance again to prove that he deserved a job, he absolutely dropped the ball. A 3.50 uh, goals against average, an 891 save percentage. 
His goals saved above average minus 15 and a half. That's that doesn't sound good. Horrible. Uh, I'll read the definition of was he second to last in the league? Yeah. Um, really bad. So goal saved above average is the goals. This goalie prevented given his save percentage and, and shots faced versus the league average save percentage on the same number of shots. So he is minus 15 and so a half, 15 goals worse than your average goaltender, 15 and a half yeah. goals worse than your average well, goaltender. That wow. half goal. Oh, wow, he's terrible. That's 15. <laughs> I can deal with 15 and a half. Get him out of here. That's real bad. So, uh, and look, Kevin Lincoln is a guy I really like and, was and remain i'm really rooting for him i have a thing for finnish players i don't know what it is but i love the he's Finns. a great kid he's yeah a really I mean, nice guy every reason in the world to root for him and i'm just really disappointed that he did not say hey now that mark andre fleury's gone i'm going to take this and run with it and look i could see if he was giving up four or five goals a night but standing on his head every now and again there were a number of losses down the stretch that you can pin on him yeah. that he just did not, the, the he rebound, flat out did not make saves he was supposed to make. was never there ever. Right. Um, he, he was swimming way too much in the blue paint, lost his net nearly every time, just uh, uh, no confidence. And I wonder if that hand injury he suffered ever healed. It, it doesn't, sure, it certainly doesn't help. I mean, no, that, and I'm, not, I'm sure. not saying that excuses everything, but I think that didn't help. Um, I don't recall him making a really strong glove save the entire last few weeks of the season. It was always stretching out with the blocker. Maybe right. he was overcompensating for an injured hand, which is Could never be. good, but that still doesn't, that's not an excuse. It still doesn't excuse the bad techniques, the bad uh, mechanics, and the, and the just refusal to absorb a shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Those yeah. are our postseason awards. Uh, up next, we are going to discuss how the Blackhawks fared in the playoffs last night. But first, Mario is going to tell you about some delific, delicious, delific, another <laughs> word I just made up. It's the nice. combination of delicious and terrific. Delific. Yeah, del- I, bet you, delific. I bet you that's a word in Finland. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Either way, yes. tell us about yes, delific the- athletic greens. <laughs> Yes, the Delific Athletic Greens and their AG1 product. Uh, they have uh, put together a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you just more natural energy. Uh, since I've been on the shelf at home, I've been taking AG1, and it actually has been in uh, helping with my energy levels, uh, helping me feel better. So it is, uh, it's not FDA approved as a, as a treatment for COVID, but it definitely helps, uh, help, helped me uh, feel a little bit better. In just one scoop of AG1, uh, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. And it's good with uh, a bunch of different uh, diets, whether it's dairy, dairy-free, gluten-free, uh, keto, paleo, vegan, whatever it is with AG1, you're still good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. No need for a bunch of different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. 
before we get into talking about our former Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup playoffs, just a quick shout out to uh, hopefully some future Blackhawks, the Rockford Icehawks. Yeah. Big win yeah. last night. Game one of their best of three first round slash play in series. Beat the Texas Stars two to one. Lucas Reichel had the first goal, his first professional postseason goal. Beauty. Big time players need to show up in big time spots. None bigger than the playoffs. Great job by him. It was, uh, and then it was one of those role players that had the game-winning goal in Carson Gasevich. I can never say his name right because that's not even close to how it's spelled. But he's one of those uh, <laughs> college free agents the Ice Hogs brought in on an AHL contract. Been real effective, bottom six guy. So he got the deflection off a shot from the point. Uh, Stars cut the lead to 2-1 like immediately after that, but they held on. Arvid Soderblom, 33 saves in net to pick up his first North American professional pro season win. So Ice Hogs host the Stars again tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. I'm going to make the trip out to the BMO to check out that game. So uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter. I'll give you all the live updates. If they win tomorrow, they advance to the next round, which will be a best of five series against the Chicago Wolves. How much Ooh. fun would that be? And That'd be great. Uh, we'll get into our little uh, Stanley Cup recap here. But before we do, we want to make our points bet play of the week. It's Thursday. We do this every Thursday. Uh, we're going to focus on the Stanley Cup playoffs because we're a hockey show. We're on a one-week winning streak. And we're going to roll that winning streak <laughs> with the team. Last week, we won by picking the Panthers minus a goal and a half against the lowly Ottawa Senators, and that bet hit. So we're going to do the same thing this week. The Panthers are minus one and a half goals against the Washington Capitals on home ice, game two of their series. They have to win the night. I mean, yeah, they don't have to, but you know what? Losing first two games of a series on home ice, going to Washington, not ideal. Not great. Tom bro. Wilson, uh, everybody's favorite jagoff is out of the game. <laughs> That's my favorite sitcom. <laughs> everybody's favorite jagoff. He's out. He's missing the game. Say what you want about him, but he's a very effective play player, including a goal in game one before he was injured. So I think the Panthers have to win tonight. They're going to win by at least two goals. So that's our points bet play of the week. Panthers minus a goal and a half at minus 105. Love so it. That's, that's where we're at. Like and that. last night we got four more games. Yes, we'll start sir. with her, the, the Hurricanes taking on and just smacking around the Bruins again. Five to two. But Love this it. game was not without its controversy. Tavo Teravainen. Yeah. Uh, had an assist in that game, but Ante Ranto just picked up his first NHL postseason win in game one, gets hurt because David Posternak takes a run out of him, and I hear all the Bruins fans, he's not dirty. No, traditionally not, but when you hang around with Brad Marchant for so long, <laughs> it rubs off. eventually you become an <laughs> asshole too, probably. So that's what happened, uh, but they hang on. They got the win for their guy, and they're up 2-0 in that series as it goes to Boston. Good stuff. I hate the Bruins, and I love the Hurricanes. Really impressive. Just impre I mean, Boston, you know, is a pain in the ass to play against. They're always tough. Uh, physically, they're skilled. They're, well, you know, like we talk about with the Caps, they're, they've been through the battles many, many, many times. And I'm glad to see Carolina take a 2 nothing series lead on them because, frankly, I'm sick of them too. Yeah. And my beloved Tavo, just making impacts left and right, man. It's good to see. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you hate to see it happen to the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, oh, I bet you Jack Edwards was crying up a storm. 
I wouldn't know because I would never listen to their broadcast. The worst no. guy in the league. Got a question for you in the chat here, uh, Greg. Who, you think Wilson is a bigger Jagoff than Marshand? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> no, no hesitation. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Marshand, at least, like, off the ice, he's a, he's got a personality. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a funny guy. And he embraces his role. Wilson's just a dick. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... And the f- problem is... He's a good ass player too. Right. It mm-hmm. just stop being a moron. Yeah. Play the game, dude. Marshawn has toned it down a little bit. Yes, he has. Because he's like, wait, when I'm on the ice, I'm really effective. And Marshawn is a better hockey player too. Oh, no doubt. No by doubt. far. So uh yeah. I don't like Brad Marshawn at all, but I'd love him on my team. I don't yeah. want anything to do with no, Tom Wilson. Yeah, I mean Wilson's good, but it's you know, that's over the line of yeah, dude you want no. on your team because he hurts you more than he he's helps. He's dirty for the sake of dirty. Yeah, Marchant tries to toe the line, I think, and just can't help himself. Where Wilson purposely called the Mew does it. Yeah. He's a called the Mew type, exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I I don't I don't like either one of them, but I would take Brad Marchant on my team in a heartbeat. No doubt, and I think everybody else would. Uh, everybody would want a, that guy on your team, regardless. He's a jerk until he's wearing your uniform, and then you love him, right? And you own his jersey. Uh, other game, we had the Lightning. Shocking, they bounced back. They're what? not dead. Cancel the funeral for the Tampa Bay Lightning. 5-3 win in Toronto to even that series 1-1. Um, Brendan Hagel, game-winning goal. That's yes, sir. That's what we got there. Hey, there you Good go. For him. We're running up against the clock here. We'll quickly go wild. Beat the Blues, the even that series six they six to two huge win. Flurry looked great. Marc Andre Flurry, I think it was thirty three saves back to being himself, and then the Oilers evened up their series six to nothing beatdown of the Kings. Uh, none of the former Blackhawks had any points in that game, but I guess Mike Smith heard my rant on him, and it inspired <laughs> him to get the shutout. So you're welcome. Uh, that's the most infuriating thing about Mike Smith. He can be a very good goaltender, and then he can literally lose you the game in, in the final minutes in the same game. So yep. Uh, so we've got three one-one series out of that half, and a two-zero series, and then uh, all the other game twos are tonight. We'll be interested to see if the Rangers and the Panthers can bounce back. There are points bet play of the week. Yes, sir. And then what else do we have? We've got the Calgary, Dallas, and then um, uh, Caps, Panthers. And, then, and Preds uh, Avalanche. Yes. And oh yeah, the Avalanche get another, <laughs> the Avalanche get another scrimmage as they prepare for the second round. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, in goal for the Predators tonight, Connor Ingram. Thoughts good and prayers. Good yeah. luck to you, sir. Really good AHL goalie, but uh, oof. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough tough putt for the, it was tough anyway. But then to just go out and get like reminded of the of the talent gap in game one. We, we've been doing like, oh, it's game one. Teams can bounce back. No. Colorado's like, get used to this for four games, pals. Yeah. They might steal well, one, but no, this one's going to be over quick. I see it happen. This not one's going to be not over Not without quick. Soros. No Soros. Yeah. yeah. luck. No doubt. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, see what I did? Yeah. Nice. I didn't even do that ah. on purpose. That's, that's impressive for me. It's all I didn't even make up a word either. How about that? <laughs> that's so exciting. All right. We want to remind everybody before we wrap up to become a member at CHGO. Dot com. It's really fun. You get access to the Discord channel, which is a, always a great time. You get a free shirt from the CHGO Locker, access to all of our great written content. Uh, it's just a great community to be, to be part of. It supports us, obviously. It helps us out a lot when you join. So we'd love to see you uh, become a member at allchgo.com. We, uh, I'm wearing a shirt here. I got another one arriving today. I call it the Sean Anderson Special. It's got the little white CHGO logo on the chest there. 
Uh, I've got my gambling account on PointsBet. Looks very much like Sean's. You are the company man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very little money in there, but I'm going to add it and play our player of the week. So I uh, want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We are audio only tomorrow, so look for it around 2 p.m.-ish. Sure. So it should be, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be there uh, reacting to tonight's games and talking lots of Hawks. I really, tomorrow I want to get into, as I've been reflecting on the way Kyle Davidson was sort of, um, I don't know, passive on his on Strom and Kubalik. Is that the right way to go? That's something I want to spend some time on tomorrow. Uh, so until then, have a great day. We greatly appreciate you joining us all in the chat. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you can, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, like and follow the YouTube channel. And we are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay. That's Greg. Mario's back home. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.